Helping today's entrepreneurs stay on top of the latest digital marketing trends, I'm David Bain and this is Digital Marketing Radio, episode 142, Creating Customers on Autopilot. DigitalMarketingRadio.com Today's episode is brought to you by AWeber. Build your email list, engage your subscribers, do email the right way. I've arranged a special deal for all Digital Marketing Radio listeners and that's a 60-day free trial with the email marketing software provider that I use, AWeber. Lock in your 60-day free trial, plus view a video that I've recorded in the three reasons why I use their service at aweber.com DMR. So just go to aweber.com DMR to get started today. The Big Interview with David Bain. I'm joined today by someone who sold his business for seven figures back in 2003 and then retired, and then got bored. So he started an e-commerce business, and that's now generated over $20 million in sales to date. Welcome to DMR, John Butt. Hello, nice to meet you. Great to have you on here, John. Well, you can find John over at marketingforowners.com. So John, you registered fireprotectiononline.co.uk back in 2006. How significant to your success is the fact that you were previously involved in the same industry? Oh, uh, absolutely. It meant, because it's funny, people talk about being passionate and trying to find something you're passionate about. You're, you know, when you're trying to start a business, you write huge lists of of what you like doing, what, what your friends do, what you've done in the past. But I'd run a business doing this before. So for me, it I know the industry. And by knowing the industry, that makes it so much easier. Right, okay. But because one of the reasons I ask is because um, I was struck by, obviously, Michael Gerber's uh, phrase, work on the business, not in the business. And um, it, it struck me that um, you're trying to help business owners um, to a certain degree actually take themselves away from the perhaps mundane everyday business tasks. So Michael Gerber... Uh, Basically, uh, his his point of view was that um, um, you can actually not have any experience in the business and perhaps be more successful because you're not likely to get actually involved with the business at all. Do, you, do is that a, a mindset that you don't really agree with, or you you can relate with? Well, I have to relate because uh, Michael Gerber's Emith is um, has formed the basis of of uh, what I studied, and I was actually part of the Emith Mastery Coaching. Uh-huh. Uh, system for years and that's what's enabled me to remove myself from my business but uh when see i have the experience of doing this before and in the old version the offline version i had done everything in the new one i i then realized that um i can't do everything or or if i do i'll just get stuck and so from the very start although i did everything at the start i just tried absolutely to replace myself at every single level. Uh, but but having a knowledge of how everything works, I think is very important, including the business and the business processes. But it doesn't mean you actually have to do it. I would say uh, Richard Branson does not fly his airplanes or drive his trains, and he does okay. Yes, <laughs> he certainly does okay. Uh, so, I mean, when you actually started off um, in your current e-commerce business, were you very hands-on in every marketing activity? Ha. And then some, yeah. So I, I set up the whole store. Um, I, I use a software called Xcart, 
and built the whole store, wrote every word on it. And I was actually living in France at the time, and I phoned up a, an old supplier from my last one and asked if they would drop ship. I was actually setting this up to to build e-commerce sites and sell them ready-made to my old uh, uh, fire extinguisher buddies. And but so I set it all up, and I asked them if they would drop ship. I gave them my credit card number and said, every time you get an order, just charge it to the card and send it out, please. Uh, they didn't know what drop shipping was. I had to explain. <laughs> And uh, and I had to phone up. I had to convince my bank uh, to set up to and the credit card company to to ship the paperwork to France for me to sign. Oh, very difficult, of course. But um, but I set this up, and then suddenly orders started happening. I thought, what's all this about? And orders kept coming, and they just kept coming. And uh, I never showed the demo site to anybody, and I'm still doing it. But I but I yes, I did everything at that end, and then we got so busy, we had to move back to the UK. I hired a little store uh, in Sandwich in Kent, and the I, I did this from France without viewing it. And the the people who were renting it said they didn't have anything. I said, you must have something. They said, well, we have got one, but it's a bit grim. <laughs> and this place, the size of a double garage in an old Second World War uh, RAF camp, and um, it had no electricity, no heating, no water, no toilet, and had to have that all wired and borrowed from next door. And stuck some shelves in it, and and I used to then work from home twenty minutes ago away, and drive down the road, do all the packing just after lunch, drive back, get back to work, and so I did everything. Yeah, and that was back in about two thousand six, wasn't it? Two thousand and seven. So um, two thousand and seven actually started, and so uh, by I think by the end of two thousand and seven, I had hired somebody um, to work in the uh, what I'm going to call a warehouse. <laughs> I think I used to call it a warehouse back then. <laughs> wow, wow. So uh, what, what marketing activity did you first focus on to actually try and automate initially? Well, initially it was AdWords. Right. Uh, I followed a system. I knew somebody who, who was very good and followed a system. So I was fortunate to set it up exactly following their system from the word go. And that was brilliant uh, because I didn't realize I was becoming an AdWords expert but but there's a there's a limit uh, um, uh, because what I found is that once we suddenly appear and obviously do well anyone else that we take the business away from notices the business goes away and they eventually figure out where it's going and they just copy what I do right so so the so all that happens is the bids go up Google gets richer we don't get any more orders so I had to figure out other ways of uh, other ways of doing it outside Google and to make it easier because I don't have time. So whenever I set anything up, I always think I'm really lazy. I set it up to work in the simplest possible way because I haven't got time to do anything. I remember back in uh, 2004, and 2005, getting AdWords clicks for a penny and it, you could drive a lot of traffic <laughs> very cheaply uh, back then, but it's slightly different now in terms of cost. Bids, bids that I used to uh, pay 75 pence for, we now pay four pounds for the same. And we're not in first place anymore. And and we're still selling the same amount of stuff. It's um, it's ridiculous. But, but uh, yeah, we so we still do a lot of AdWords, but we monitor it very carefully. And if, if words don't make a profit, we just cull them. And we could sell probably twice as much, but I like making a profit. Strange. <laughs> So is AdWords at the moment still the most significant traffic driver for you? 
Yeah, paid. Um, it, also, Bing. I mean, Bing in the UK doesn't do much, but uh, Bing have just announced that they're actually in. Uh, first of all, they've taken over AOL's search, so you got AOL, and uh, Bing is now the um, the default uh, search engine for Firefox. Gave them the jump, but Microsoft are about to incorporate Bing into all of their products, like Word, PowerPoint, Excel, yeah, all of it. Uh, so that you can search from within every product, and that's going to give them another little boost. So we use that as well, but probably half half the business comes from uh, pay-per-click. And are there any marketing activities that a business owner actually shouldn't automate? Uh, is it important to retain that um, direct one-to-one customer relationship sometimes? Oh, absolutely. Anyone who, who goes online with the thought that they will no longer have to speak to customers or, or deal with customers is getting it all wrong. This is, the internet is just the, just a channel. In the old days, you know, someone invented those direct mail, someone invented radio, then TV, infomercials, everything like that. It's just the channel to market. They are still customers. And Unless you look after your customers, they will go elsewhere. Someone else will out customer service you. But but on AdWords is one half it. I mean, we have an, a full automated uh, uh, you know system for catching the other ones, and a lot of it is to do with communication, whether it's by email or by voice. We we don't do any outgoing sales. This is one of the most important thing. Um, uh, important things. The business is built entirely without a single outgoing phone call or salesperson so i think that's it's not essential but you still need to communicate with customers and is that just because you didn't want to do that or you didn't think that would work as effectively for your style of business what the salespeople? yes uh, yeah. it, well the based one of the main reasons i sold my last business was uh to be honest i was a bit tired with um with dealing with my staff uh because and People that have a sales role, if your business is is successful, are going to be approached by your competitors all the time. Mm. And it, I had almost a revolving door trying to with people asking for a pay rise because they've been offered more by so and so. And I thought um, there's got to be a better way. I don't want all that hassle again. So have you? tried Facebook advertising quite a bit as well because um, a lot of businesses are being quite successful with that at the moment. Yes, uh, we do use Facebook ads, but we Facebook ads we find is different. For certain markets, um, home, home fashion, things like that, you can send them straight to sales pages. But what I find with Facebook is it's best for building your list. So to send people to a lead magnet rather than an offer. So we don't, we've never had any success sending them directly to, um, to uh, sales pages on the e-commerce site. We send them to landing pages and, and we market to them afterwards. One of the most significant changes in terms of marketing automation over the last two or three years has been email and the ability to get very personalized and targeted with what you're communicating uh, communicating to your prospects or um, customers. Is, is that something that you're actively trying to hone and, and get more personalized as well? Yeah, that's that's probably the secret. Uh, see, what I, what I would I- explain to the listeners here is that uh, AdWords is, a, is one part of it, but a lot of people that are searching on the internet 
are looking just purely for information. In fact, the majority are not looking to buy. They're not ready to buy. They're just looking for information. And at some point or other, they will be ready to buy. So you can have a fantastic uh, content marketing strategy, but what happens is they come along, they read all your stuff, they read page after page, and they get fully informed, off they go. And then a couple of months later, armed with all that knowledge that they gained from your site, they're ready to buy, they come back, they search on the internet, find the next website, buy it from them, end of. And that was that. You did all that at work. So I've always said that a website has, unless you're a government, it has just two per- two options. One, it sells stuff like e-commerce, like my Five Protection Online or Amazon. Or two, it captures a lead so you can sell stuff later on. And that's it. If it, does, if it doesn't do either of those, then why? Uh, so... Uh, so you need when anyone lands on your website, the first thing they see should be some form of lead capture. But some, you know, it doesn't have to be in your face or a pop up or anything like that. But just some form of list building. Does this apply to any type of business, or is this specifically relevant for e-commerce type websites? Nope, any business whatsoever. Uh, every business needs customers, and marketing is is a lot of people equate marketing to selling and i would i personally think that marketing is every single activity in your business before or after the sale every single thing except for asking the person for the order and taking their money everything else is marketing and a lot of people don't realize that that uh, so first impressions i mean you've heard it before you can only make a first impression once that's all marketing so you've got to get people to know, like, and trust you, no matter what you're selling. Uh, the the bigger the ticket, the bigger the price, the longer it may take. Of course, different businesses have different buying cycles. But in, in mine, in fire safety, people are, are told by um, uh, you know insurers, fire officer, whatever it is, or fire marshal, that they need to get something. And they're not really interested. They don't know anything about it. And they just want to know that they're going to comply with regulations. And so they just go out and buy it. But if they already know there is a trusted resource, they just come to us. So what if a marketer was listening to this, um, a marketer who worked in maybe a medium-sized organization, and the general thought process within that company was that, um, well, it's marketing's responsibility for bringing in leads, um, it's sales responsibility for selling, and then it's customer services responsibility for servicing customer requirements afterwards. And those are three separate departments, and marketing just sits by itself to a certain degree. How does that person try and justify to senior management, no, marketing actually needs to be integrated with other activities? Yeah, obviously, there are a lot of businesses where you need to go sit in front of a, a, a customer. Yeah, I mean, if you're selling double glazing windows, you need to go visit and measure up the place. But how about if that customer is pre-sold? So they already know everything they need to know. You don't have to have someone go there and spend hours and hours uh, convincing them. They, The person who visits is almost effectively just taking the order because the person is pre-sold. So the marketing needs to get people onto a list because you see people come to your website and remember what I said, they'll look for the information, they'll read it and off they go. Most people are just hoping, I think, that they'll use the contact us form or the phone number if there is one and contact you. 
But a lot of these people are looking at midnight or one in the morning. And how's that going to work? It, it just doesn't. So capture their email and then communicate with them. Tell them everything they could possibly need to know about that product. Make them informed, which infers that you are the expert, the authority. And then just keep in touch. Keep in touch every now and again. Make it clear that you sell stuff and there are offers. And when that person is ready to, ready to buy, then depending on what you're selling, the way it passes on to the sales team, if there is a sales team, is great. But then once once it's been sold, salespeople are done. You know, they've got their commission. That's it. Uh, and there is a, for me, that's when it starts. You make all that effort to get those people to buy, to make their first purchase. That's when it should start. And you should have a, a 100-day system to turn that person into from a buyer into a repeat buyer, into a regular buyer, and into a preacher, where they generate your sales for you. That's great. That's a system. Great advice, great advice. So um, what if you're talking to a business that um, were or have been historically very traditional in terms of approach uh, and perhaps used traditional sales tactics and just lead generation to begin with and then it was very sales driven the whole process and then maybe they started to automate things uh, you must have seen quite a few mistakes being made what, what, what perhaps are some of the bigger mistakes that uh, businesses trying to automate things tend to make initially the for e-commerce businesses a lot of people do list build um, uh, first of all, the biggest mistake is using the word newsletter in whatever you think is a lead capture thing. If, if it uses the word newsletter, I would challenge you to find another way to describe that because who on earth, I mean, when was the last time anyone actually signed, willingly signed up for a newsletter? But e-commerce companies generally just add people to lists. Um, a lot of people get caught up with regulations and think you've got to get someone to tick a box to say that, but but you don't really. And so they and then they just send you offer, 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 offer because they want to get another sale. What they forget is that this is a long term game. You don't want quick hits and and then that's done. You need to build relationships. And that the challenge I would put to people is is to look at your emails and think of the emails that you personally get from companies that are similar. I mean, you buy from Amazon and then you get hammered with with stuff and it's quite hard to get off those lists in, in Amazon to actually find in a place where to go and get off them. They're annoying. So why do it yourself? That, why do so many people do what they hate people do uh, when people do it to them? So I would say communicate with them in the same way that you may on social media, but just talk. Talk to them. I mean, those emails can be like your blog posts. Just so once someone's bought something, tell them how to use it. Tell them how to how to maintain it. Tell them how long it's supposed to last. Ask them what they thought. Just communicate with them like you would with a if if someone came in to your restaurant, for instance. Great advice. So essentially, email is part of a conversation rather than just um one off broadcasting. Yes, and and one of the things we found as well in in is that the longer a lot of people will have a lead capture and then an email sequence of say five days, maybe seven emails. But again, I challenge you try and stretch that out to thirty, uh, and and send something once a week or, or gradually over the first few days. You know, like 
day one, day two, day four, day six, day nine, day 12, it, spread it out till it gets to seven. And then, and then extend that to about 30 emails. Everyone's going to say, what on earth would I write about? Um, the same stuff that people talk to them on the phone about everything they need to know. Just, they don't have to be huge. The same things you'd blog about if you're giving out information. Just answer the questions that are in people's heads. And that, once it's set, you know, on this autoresponder sequence, it's it's done. You only have to write it for the first person. Everyone else will get it. Wonderful advice. Well, coming up, we're going to be learning about the one piece of software that John couldn't live without. But first of all, I'd like to say a big thank you for all the lovely tweets that I've been receiving recently. Argo Whitespace tweeted, Hi there, just wanted to say hi. I'm a faithful listener to your podcast. Well, it's great to have you listening here, Argo Whitespace. Webmaster Bunny tweeted, Loved your Udemy course. You're awesome. Well, you're awesome too for tweeting that. Thank you, Webmaster Bunny. So if you want to check out my free Udemy course, uh, dear listener, just search udemy.com for what is SEO. But let's segue into the second section of our discussion. So that focuses on John's thoughts on where digital marketing has been and where it's heading. So starting off with... Software I couldn't live without. So, John, what software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success? A a lot. (laughs) I actually have a a report uh, of the 71 tools we use every day. But one that is very effective and free is Process Street. Um, most everyone hears about systems. I mean, you mentioned the e-myth and everyone needs to be systemized. You need to replicate everything you do consistently, but people have checklists. They have it in spreadsheets and then they ask people to follow it and no one's going to print the things out. But with process street, which is free, you, the processes have to be followed through. And then it, then it records that they have been done. You can't just print it out. You have to actually follow through. It's uh, and it, it's process.st. It's very good. Wonderful. Okay, I love hearing recommendations that um, no one else has mentioned before in previous episodes, and I, I think that that falls into that category. So that's wonderful. And um, the, uh, a, a great thing as well is the fact that you uh, spelled out the URL, so I don't have to go hunting for it either. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a slightly more challenging, ch- challenging question though: uh, What piece of software don't you use, but you've heard good things about, and you intend to try at some point in the near future? Yeah, I'm I'm a great one for not spending any money, and uh, the, everything is everything is free. Uh, so, so I've always wanted to try out um, a marketing automation software such as HubSpot um, or that kind of thing. Uh, the problem is, it is a very big commitment, and we already have such a a library of everything to integrate it into the current. Ex- you know, e-commerce business would be very, very expensive. So, so it's one of those things that at some point in time, because the way it tracks everything uh, more accurately than than analytics, it tracks the paths. So, I think I would like to try HubSpot one day. I'll save up. <laughs> well, I'll include links to those tools that you recommend in the show notes at digitalmarketingradio.com. But um, moving on to, I wish I would have. I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you're involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? There's, it, I'm sure a lot of people have said this. It, it's lead, it's lead capture, list building. Mm. So uh, most people just everything else gets in your way. Uh, you've you've got to build the business. And and what I would 
challenge people. This is something that's taken me quite a few years to realize that you should spend about 20% of your time building your business and 80% of your time marketing your business. Because if you're not marketing it, no one's looking. If you write a blog post, tell people you wrote a blog post. Actually, market it. Don't just hope someone's going to find your website and read it. That's what everyone does. But tell people about it. So I would have been list building and I would have liked to have had lead pages. Would have made it easy. Yes, yeah. But that's certainly a wonderful tool as well um, it, it's funny um you're talking about um tell people that you've written and published a blog post i remember back in about the year 2000 or so websites used to be sold by the fact that well you know once you have a website and it's published it's published to the world um yes but um you have to tell people about it it's just sitting there and uh it's not actively marketed and um, it took a long peop- a long time for people to get that concept. But I guess people are still struggling with it when they're publishing pieces of content nowadays. And, and the best, uh, if people are thinking, well, who do I tell? The best people to tell are people with an influencer audience. So people with a bigger audience than you, tell them, be friends with them. They'll tell their audience, save you having to build one. And that's the wonderful thing about podcasts as well. You interview wonderful people like John, and um, um, if you find the content wonderful, then um, you will uh, hopefully share it with your audience. You know when it's published in the future, and um, you know if if uh, if a percentage of guests do that, that's that's a wonderful way to do it. Um, I remember um, I've mentioned this in the podcast uh, before. Uh, Wordstream fairly le- recently uh, published um, a post with the their top ten marketing podcasts, and I was in- included on there. And as soon as I was alerted to the fact I wanted to share it. So mention other people within the content that you produce. And if you do mention them favorably, it's highly likely if you tell them that they'll want to share it. That's a bit of a, a bit of a cheek. I use word strain. <laughs> Why wasn't I on it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next year, yes. <laughs> Hopefully we'll, be, we'll both be on there, there next year. I, I wouldn't like to be replaced by you. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes next year. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions, just two rules here. Try not to think about the answer too much, and you're only allowed to say the word both on one occasion. Ready to go? <laughs> let's give it a go. Email or Twitter? Email. Audio or video? Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Display ad. Facebook or Google Plus? Facebook. Online press releases or one-on-one relations? One-on-one. Paid search or SEO? Paid. Email contact form or telephone number? Email form. Website or app? Website. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Email. And local marketing or global marketing? Local for for me, because we're just UK. That wasn't so much a struggle. I'm trying to pick up, pick out an answer that you even struggled slightly with. Was there one? Or Sorry, <laughs> <There wasn't. laughs> well, the, the last one. Um, in my marketing business, I, I can talk globally uh, in with the fire safety because countries are specific. You know, we can't really export our fire extinguishers to France or America. So, uh, so that's it. But the, one of the reasons I said local is we're so tempted. Uh, the, the the audience is like billions. Uh, you know, I, I think in my marketing business, I can get people in America, mm. South Africa, Australia, but quite often forget 
I live in Kent in the UK. Why don't I just make the most of the people in Kent? There's plenty yes. of them. I could actually go and meet them. So local Absolutely. is quite often forgotten. Yes, and you, if you can relate with people a little bit better, that conversion rate's going to be higher as well. If you try and actually appeal to so many people, then you're not actually giving out a very specific message and um, you're going to struggle, I guess. Uh, yeah, in, in my fire safety business, when we try new things, we quite often experiment with Kent first before we try it somewhere else. That's a, that's a great tip. So you do that with pay-per-click ads, I take it, um, try and experiment with that one specific region to see if something converts. Yeah, if something's going to be expensive or, or a direct mail or uh, some kind of mail shot or um, inserts, that's a, a great one, uh, you know, including mm. your... Uh, thing in someone else's mailing so it's cheaper than a stamp so we quite often try it because you think oh gosh got to go everywhere um so because for for us any business can be a customer so we have to keep it small so we just do it locally in kent and it's easier to monitor the results that way intriguing and you're also obviously disclosing that um offline marketing is still important to you even though you're an e-commerce business offline marketing can be still integral to your success Is is that right Absolutely. Uh, anything that can be measured, first of all, uh, is should be tried. And on all the all the way that online marketing works is pretty much a development of direct mailing, of direct response marketing. So why not send out leaflets? Why not uh, uh, put one of the most effective ways is just putting stuff in the box when we send it out to a customer, mm-hmm. um, and that's it's free. It's just there. So, uh, so uh, that is very effective to us, and and these days you can get leaflets printed so cheaply. That's a great tip. So every single potential touch point that you have with a prospect or customer is potentially another marketing opportunity. Yeah, and don't forget we don't have any salespeople, so we don't have any other way of doing it. Um, and uh, so we will encourage when we put um, things in the box to people. We also post stuff out to them and we will ask them if they know of anyone else who they think might benefit from this great service. Here's here's a discount to pass on to them, that kind of thing. So they go and do a bit of our selling for us. The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? Okay, I would take half of it, say $5,000, I would find the best expert at a marketing who has been there, done that successfully in the form of marketing I want to choose, say e-commerce. I would contact them and I would say, could I give you $5,000 for a few days of your undivided time and and do that till I find someone that agrees? And then I would, I would when I turn up, I'd say, uh, I've also got $5,000 to spend on the initiatives you're going to show me. That is a wonderful tip there. So essentially what you're saying is stop trying to test and learn and just take advice off someone that knows how to do it. It's, there's no need to reinvent the wheel. It's all mm. been done. Amazon, whatever Amazon do, they're doing what other people did. Um, Tesco's Walmart, they're doing what other people have done. So just just find someone who's done it brilliantly go and ask them how to do it what do they think and then once you've got that in you can test and tweak and make it better my number one takeaway well john you've offered 
so much great advice in a conversation, but what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their businesses? Probably the the one I said earlier that that everyone spends too much getting too much time and too much energy getting over involved in the business. Business, all businesses are the same. They have production, marketing, finance. That's pretty much it. Uh, everything you do will fall into production. So businesses just run on the same framework. You need to make sure that you have marketing nailed down. And all you need to do is follow an existing proven system. There are plenty out there, plenty out there for free. Just look at YouTube, plenty of stuff. So 20% of your time building a business, 80% of your time marketing. And if you are building a business, this is not a short-term thing. This is slow and steady wins the race. Two tips. (laughs) (laughs) There were great tips there, so we'll let you have them. Well, um, that takes us to the end of our discussion today. Thank you so much for your time and your advice. What's the best way for our audience to find out more about you and what you do? Okay, the I I discuss freely everything I do on my marketingforowners.com website. But, uh, but the best way to find out my system, I have a free course. If you go to www.freemarketingcourse.co, then you'll get a 12-day free course on my entire marketing system for free and it shows you how easy it can be. Can't ask better than that. Well, we'll again, we'll include uh, links to that in the in the show notes at digitalmarketingradio.com. Well, um, thanks to John and thanks to your listener too. If you enjoyed what John shared today, here's how you, here's how you can help. Go to your friend's iPhone, go to the podcast app and search for Digital Marketing Radio. Click on the show and then hit the subscribe button and make them listen too. Finally, I'm also hosting another live show every Friday called This Week in Organic. So head over to thisweekinorganic.com to find out more about that. But that's all for now. Until we meet again, adios and thank you again, John. Great episode. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure.